to episode 231. <laughs> we can start now. Okay. Hello and welcome to episode 231 of Magic the Amateuring, a show about magic, by magic, and for magic. That's right. By magic, you asked your, ask yourself, yes, we will respond to you. We are sitting next to the incarnation of magic. That's right. It's a large, sparkly cloud. Yep, it sure is. Look at that cloud sparkle. I'm taking in its magical energy and putting it through my vocal nodes out to you in humanity. That's right. But Maria, you shouldn't have vocal nodes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Those are bad. <laughs> You should get that checked out. <laughs> I should be going to a doctor right now. You really should be. Vocal cords, you can have. Vocal notes, not so much. That's so accurate. But just a, just a side note, we are not a medical podcast. We are not a medical podcast. <laughs> we are a podcast about magic. I'm one of your hosts, Megan. And I'm one of your hosts, Maria. And if something seemed different to you this episode than ever before, it's the fact that both of us now have nose rings. Oh, that's been for a while. <laughs> I know, but I just realized that that I felt the necessity to point it out. Oh, I was going to say, oh, no, I don't even know. I was like, what is different? Nothing's different. Everything's the same. Well, there is some different things happening, including brand new cards, which are coming yes. out the card shoot into your hands very soon. That's right. We're going to uh, drive the magic cement truck into the sidewalk that is your brain and lay some concrete <laughs> where it'll dry. If you're quick, you can put your finger handprints into it. That's right. And they'll be kept there for future forensic scientists that need to match your little squiggles to the scene of a crime. Ooh, so uh, just remember, if you're ever thinking, man, I want to make a mark in this concrete, don't do it unless you're planning on having a clean record for the rest of your life. Agree. Or as long as you don't plan on being mistaken for someone mm -hmm. who is wanted for a crime. Mm -hmm. Because do you know what would be worse than committing a crime, Maria, and what? getting justly punished for it? What? Being falsely convicted of a crime. I agree. Did you know that's one of my, like, fears? <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of your fears. I didn't know that was that one. It, that's one of them. Oh, my gosh. Is to be, like, framed for a oh. crime that I didn't commit and to be, like, to, like, go to jail for it. Do you have a twin? I don't. Okay, your that, chances I know of. have dropped. Yeah, but you never know. I guess, I guess you don't. <laughs> Nobody out there framed Megan. That's so mean. Just don't do it if you're thinking about it. Yeah. We're going to talk to you today. Speaking of frames, card frames. <laughs> Smooth not, transition, It's a really buddy. bad segue. Uh, Hour of Devastation has some new cards, as we said, uh, coming in the concrete truck. And we're going to talk about those as well as story time. If you're behind on the magic story, don't worry. We've got a story time with Megan to catch you up. Yeah. And we're going to talk about Vintage Q, which Megan has been slaying over here. Oh, uh, I mean, like, I've been doing busted things. I've also been losing games. Well, you know, what's the real loss? The person who didn't do a busted thing or the person who did a busted thing? Oh, it's definitely the person who didn't do a busted thing. <laughs> exactly. And we have a quick recap from Vegas. Since the last episode was our live panel show from Vegas, we didn't get a chance to talk about what really happened there. And we had a team limited event in GP Cleveland this past weekend, so we're going to touch on that as well. But before any of that goodness, you know, gets ready to... Graciousness. <laughs> ...come into your good graces. <laughs> We have some people to thank, namely you. That's right. If you are a supporter of the podcast over at patreon.com slash mtacast, thank you so much. I was, in fact, just earlier today um, making, you know, putting together our little spreadsheet that I mm -hmm. keep of all of our patrons, you know, to keep our records organized. And I was just thinking about, like, how much I appreciate Everybody who contributes to the show because yeah. it means so much to us. And when you come up to us at events and you let us know you're a patron, I mean, it's just like, I don't know if you can see it in her eyes. It's just like light up. Yes. Like, Thank you. It's so wonderful that people value our show and are willing to say thank you and keep it going and support it and being able to uh, allow us to do more for the show and for you um, is just like the greatest gift anyone could give us. So if you are, if you're considering becoming a patron, and you haven't yet, I would tell you to highly consider it because it does make an enormous difference in what we're able to do for you each week. So thank you to everyone who's become a new member of the Less Than 1% Club and people who have been members for a long time too because they're our bedrock, man. 
Yeah, they're our, the they're the cornerstone. The cornerstone in our magical building. Building. Gothic architecture. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Gothic architecture is pretty neat. We have some gargoyles out on the front. I wish. It looks great and it's just a big like rock sign that says magic the amateur. Yes, exactly. Like carved. It's granite. Oh, this would be chiseled so cool. into granite. <laughs> I wish. Uh, we also need to thank our sponsor, cardkingdom.com slash MTAcast, a wonderful place to get all of the things that you need to play the greatest game in the world. So, Card Kingdom, we talk about them a lot. We've mentioned their battle decks, which is a great way to teach your friend a game. That's right. Like this one, Marsh Madness. Marsh Madness. Also, great pun, oh, great yeah. pun titles on these battle decks. Fantastic. They're so good. And they've got decks that are strictly for beginners, so they have monocolor decks like red green blue whatever uh, color you think your friend would like use yep. that to teach your friend they're very cheap cardkingdom.com slash mtacast if you go there through our link you're letting them know that you like us and you also like them so thank you to card kingdom for being an awesome store and just the place that everyone who's really good people shops for magic gear of course uh, we want to tell you to go to youtube.com slash mtacast hit the sub button because we're putting up new videos there we've got youtube's day having every tuesday we've got a new video thursday They've got the That's video right. version of this podcast. Thank goodness we didn't choose a day like Wednesday because YouTubeness Day <laughs> just doesn't sound <laughs> as good as YouTube's Day. YouTubeness Day. <laughs> oh no, no, it does not. No, it really, we doesn't, really doesn't thought work that out. one through. We really did. <laughs> and so we head on over there. We've got stuff like new episodes of My Roommate is a Planeswalker. Yes. There are now two episodes up in season two. We so also good. have some sweet magic PSAs that let you and people who are new to the game know exactly what is dangerous in the world of magic. <laughs> We've got more of those dare coming up to too. not do that stuff. <laughs> That's how that program yeah, acted dare. worked, right? Mm -hmm. It's called Dare to Not We're Do like, That Stuff. We're like, I dare you not to do drugs. <laughs> Exactly. Do you know, as a kid, I think that's probably what literally what I thought was like going on. I mean, on. like, when you think about it, why was it called dare? I have no idea. Was it because, like, I dare you to be cool enough not to do drugs or something like that? I think so. So, hey, if you know why it's called dare, <laughs> please tweet at us. <laughs> we know at it's an MTA acronym. Guest. We know it's an acronym. But beyond like, what that. What does it even stand for? <laughs> drugs. Res uh, and drug, drug and resisting Since resisting everything, everything. <laughs> that's it <laughs> perfect perfect it's time for story time with megan that's right everybody i went ahead and read all of the hour of devastation story through right now i haven't caught yeah. you all up in a while so i had a couple of weeks worth of stories to catch up on but now i'm here to catch you up on what i caught up so tuck yourself into bed, make yourself a nice hot toddy, snuggle up with your teddy bear, and listen to the magic story as it's been going down. That's right, but this one maybe isn't one to go to sleep to, because man, <laughs> is it dark yeah, and pretty, pretty dark, up. Pretty dark. So, uh, basically, the first couple of, the, I think the last place that we left it, I was telling you guys, like, Gideon was all about Oketra. He was yes. like, oh my goodness, yeah. there's gods here. And also, Oketra is the best. And I know that she's not evil. Um, and everyone's like, okay, Gideon, whatever. <laughs> um, and then the next couple of episodes are honestly kind of like an episode of Scooby-Doo, where the Scooby gang is like going around Amonkhet being like, something's not right here. Uh, <laughs> in a Scooby van? Yeah, in a Scooby van. So it's like Nissa and Chandra and Jace and Liliana wandering around being like, what? You know what? You would not be the first person to compare them to the Scooby game. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure not. <laughs> right? Because that's just what it feels like. And in this case, it's like, there's a monster tormenting Amonkhet, but when we unravel the mummy, it's going to be Nicole Bolas the whole time. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's yeah, going okay, on. They're so going they around. find like, these old hieroglyphs and stuff that, that show... That Nicole Bolas didn't make this plane, he corrupted it because oh. they find all of these older etchings of things that are like um, of of the gods, the five gods that they know, and then also three other gods that they don't know, and that stuff's super old. And then Nicole Bolas's stuff is newer. Okay. Um, and they're like, hey, wait, so he like the gods, he corrupted the gods and he corrupted the plane to do all this stuff. And they find out that the culture, so the culture of Amonkhet, and I think I mentioned this already, is just like all about completing the trials yes. and dying in the trials. I mean, it's terrible. Everyone wants to die. I mean, they're like, they're all ugh. about it. 
in like, this. Your reward of death. They want death to die in battle. Yeah. yeah. And they're just like, please, I want to die in battle or I want to make it through the final trial. And then Hazaret kills you at the end of the final Great. trial. Great. And that's like the greatest reward, right? And then there's all of the the mummies are like, they they find out that all of the, like the anointed, right? That yes. Are, the helper mummies. And they take care of the day to day. They yeah. do everything. So like they the, like take care of kids and they like take, weird. you know, they like wrap all the other mummies. They do all of the day to day stuff. And those are people who died in the trials. Oh, okay. But they were not mummies. the final one. No, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So um, only the people who die in the final trial are sent like beyond the gates to some big thing that we're still getting to. Um, so anyways, they're just like, this is weird and creepy. And you're like, I agree. And also it's kind of messed up. Um, and Gideon makes a friend, Jero, who's um, has like, a lot of results. He really does. <laughs> he really does. And he and Sammet used to be best friends back oh. in the day. And so you get this whole backstory of once upon a time when they were kids, they had a third friend who was an Avon. Um, and the three of them were like, we're so excited for all the trials and everything someday. <laughs> um, and then Jero finds like a little break in the Hecma and they go outside. The Hecma is the big protective um, bubble. Yeah. Um, so they go outside and there's like these barren wastes and then they find like the destruction of another city. Um, and then the little, their little Avon friend gets killed by like a demon. By a Grimstrider type demon, which is, and then they're both just, you know, like traumatized as kids are. Um, and, and it makes Jero be like super resolved. He's like, my friend died like a senseless, like meaningless death. And if I compete in the trials, it's a meaningful death. So that's their way of making life meaningful. It's like, I'm going to compete in the trials. Okay. And my death will be meaningful. And when the God Pharaoh comes back, we'll all bask in, you know, paradise. And Sam, it makes her question everything. And she's just like, this seems effed up yeah. and not real. And so she also finds some hieroglyphs that name Nicole Bolas as a trespasser. She's like, what? Which is why she becomes a heretic. Oh, okay. Um, and then so the two of them have like a, you know, a big time fight. And it turns out also, side note, Liliana is there looking for the third demon of the four because she's killed two of them, right? Yes. She killed Cothafed, she killed Gristlebrand, and she's there looking for Razaketh. So these are the demons that make, like, have her in a pact or yes, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So these are the four demons that she, like, signed a contract with. She gave him her soul, and then uh, they gave her, you know, her youth and her magic back. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So she's there looking for Razaketh, and then all of the Gatewatch is like, Oh, I wish you had told us that. And Liliana's like, my bad. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Flavor text for the ages. <laughs> um, and and then it also turns out, like, she and Jace still definitely have something going on. And you're like, oh, oh. my gosh. Anyways, Gross. but Jace is like, like, <laughs> you have to imagine that Jace has, like, a lot of, like, self-hate about this situation going on. Because I think Liliana also, like, grosses him out a lot of the time. <laughs> She's because like, she's hanging out with zombies. Yes, exactly. She does some really messed up stuff. And I think he's like, I'm attracted to you, but also I hate the fact that I am because you're really kind of terrible. It's like when you like fell in love with that dirty metal band roadie. Yeah. And you're like, oh God, what's my... But I can. I'm attracted to you, but you haven't washed in three days. And exactly. you smell like a speaker. Like, oh man. Or, yeah. Or like, you know, it's, it's like a band and you're like, the music you make is great, but... Man, you guys lead messed up lives. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so then there's also like someone's like, so Gideon's competing in the trials and he's in the same group with Jero for a while. And then they do Bantu's trial and Gideon is just like horrified by how many people die. And then they get to the final part of Bantu's trial where they're like going up to Bantu and Bantu's like, there's too many of you. Um, and so, like, the 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 cost of, like, passing this final trial is, like, you have to have one human heart. So you have to, like, they kill each other. What? This and is tear each other's messed up! And then, like, tear each other's hearts out. And Gideon is like, what? We all made it here. What do you mean there's too many of us that survived this trial? So they all, like, murder each other. And Gideon's like, this is effed up! This is, like, cruel reality, right? It's, yeah. Yes, okay. it's cruel reality. Is when Jero, like, drowns, <laughs> like, <sighs> like, one of his friends. Whoa. It's like super messed up, right? Okay, so that happens. Um, there's all this trial stuff, and they're like, this is this is messed up. Um, and Samet tries to like like is like, Jero, if I can convince him, he's like so devoted that he'll be able to convince everyone else. But Jero's like, no, I'm gonna freaking die in this final trial. Don't even try and stop me. Um, and she gets locked away as a heretic, and then they have to fight each other in the final battle. Um, but then as the final battle is being fought, you know, of like of these initiates, the yeah. trial of zeal. 
with Hazred there. Um, all of a sudden, it's like, it's time. It's the hours have begun, <gasps> right? And the sun, like, passes between the horns, and everyone's like, what's going on? Um, and, oh, and before this, you get some, like, really, really messed... We're not even at the most messed up part. What? You get... So, okay. like, as the hours begin, you go back in time, and you read about when Bolas first came to this plane. Yeah. And, Maria, it's so messed up, right? Because there's, like, the eight gods there, and the the gods just try and, like, fight him, but he just, like, completely is just as, like... Yeah, he's, he, like, like... he's, you know, he's... Swatting a fly. Absurdly powerful. Um, so he, like, messes them all up, and then... He kills every person in Amonkhet who is not a baby. What? All of them at once. He's like That's one way Nicole, to deal with a problem. Nicole Bullis like does the equivalent of like of like detonating an atomic bomb in the sure. city. Sure. Um, and everyone who's not a baby. So the babies grow up and they don't know any and better. Exactly. And so that's what you learned went on is that he like corrupted the gods so that like they used to be very good and about like protecting and nurturing. And then he made them all about like this fighting and this dying. Whoa. Uh, and then and then he killed everyone who wasn't a baby. And so the babies were raised in this culture of the trials. Like that wasn't Amonkhet's culture beforehand. They had like one, you know, they had this one big one, like once a decade where like one sacrificial champion died. Sure. And he corrupted all of that and made it so that it's trials. And it's just like basically killing as many people as possible. Nicol Bolas. It was super Temper messed up. tantrum. Okay. So then the hours come and everyone goes down to the river um, and the gate opens and everyone's like, what the F? Because it's just a desert, a freaking desert after it. And they were told that the gate would open and it would be paradise on the oh. other side when Bolas came. And they're like, it's just a desert. What's going on? And then Razaketh comes down and like turns the whole river to blood. Ew. And then it turns out that he he has like control over Liliana's body. She's like a puppet, and he makes her walk in this whole river of blood situation. <sighs> but then all the planeswalkers on a plane fight at. him, um, and like with all of the planeswalkers' powers combined, like Captain Planet, they bring Razaketh <laughs> down. And this is where Jace gets really grossed out because like right, they're all attacking him, and Liliana finally like all of these animals that were in the river that died when it got turned to blood because yeah. you know fish can't survive in a blood river. <laughs> The real Just lesson of all the cat, everybody, is fish can't, can't survive, survive in, in a blood, blood river. river. Right, like that these down. crocodiles and stuff. So she animates all of these like undead crocodiles and they just tear them to pieces and eat them. It's and nice. she's just like, Liliana's like getting off on it. <laughs> she's just like, this is the. She's like, you know, like, she's like yeah. inhabiting the body of these crocodiles and this she's is like, oh, uh, yeah. And Jace like throw, straight up throws up. Does he really? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> Jace just like straight Jace. up barfs. Come on, get it together, buddy. Straight up throws up, but they, they uh, defeat Razakath. Um, so she's only got one to go. Exactly. Um, and then, but Can I then, ask a side question? Okay, yeah. If she kills <laughs> all four yeah. demons, does she like get her soul back? Is that the yes. deal? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. will she then become old and lose her magic? No, I think the idea is that like, right, like she got this stuff forever. She okay, got it. Okay, okay. Um, and then, but then the do the demons had this contract on her soul. Okay. And so she's just like, I want to keep this and not have a contract on my soul. So I just have to kill all the debtors. All right, sweet. Just like if you borrowed loans from four <laughs> mob bosses, and then they had a contract out on you, you were like, Well, I wow. want to keep all the money that they gave me. Yeah. So what do I do? I murder the four mob bosses. It sounds like a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of is. <laughs> I feel like that movie probably exists, but... It's kind of like Kill Bill. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, keep Anyways, going. Anyways, okay, so... But then um, the three gods, and these are the Locust God, the Scarab God, and the Scorpion God. Yeah. These are the ones that Nicole Bull is, like, hardcore corrupted. And so just beyond, like, in the desert, there's this necropolis um, where all of the dead who passed the Trial of Zeal are held. Yes. Um, and then these three are were, like, kind of, like, entombed on the side of it. So they start breaking free. Okay. Um, and the Scorpion God comes in, and Ronus is just like, this is the trial for the gods, right? The gods are also going to be tried when Nicole Bolas comes back to see if they're found worthy. And Ronus starts fighting the Scorpion God, and he's super powerful. But the Scorpion God is, like, more powerful, the scorpion god is like, yes, everything Ronus tries to do, the scorpion god is just like, whatever. And the scorpion, like, kills him. What? Ronus is trampled! Uh, yeah. He gives trample! Nope, it doesn't matter. <sighs> Ronus 
is straight up killed by the scorpion god and as he's like killed he remembers all of a sudden like he gets like all of all of his memory that was wiped clean of beforehand comes back and he's like this like he's he's like despairs because he's like we were corrupted like things weren't supposed to be this way i've led these people in a false faith for all this time that's a brutal last thought yeah And then he, like, enchants his, like, you know, his big stakes, his snake staff. Yeah. And throws it at the scorpion god, and it's like a giant living poisonous serpent. And the scorpion god just, like, breaks it in half. Right? And then the other gods are like, we're in trouble. Whoa. So, yeah. And that's where we're at? And that's where we're at. So. R.I.P. Ronus. Yeah. He, He died big time. Well, that is some, like real messed up s i just have to say it's really messed up i think the most messed up part is when nicole bolas in the past you see him just murder like everyone everyone in the city do we know his purpose yet like why he has done this it seems like my guess is that he is he needed um because you see him come to the plane and he's thinking he's like i've only got a few hours before all of my magic is like Right, because I think it, it happens right after the mending. Okay. So the mending is when all of the planeswalkers lost being basically godlike. Yes. Um, and so he's like, I only have a couple more hours, and he need to set in motion a plan to someday regain these godlike powers oh. and not be a mortal dragon. Okay. Um, so my guess is it seems like he was he's made this plan to create an army of undead. Right? Because now yeah. he has all of these insanely well-trained fighting zombies. Yes. Um, oh, and you missed that. So Amonkhet, there's ma- a magic on the plane that reanimates everything. Okay. So like the the magic of the plane was that anything that died was reanimated. Whoa. Um, which is part of why there's so many zombies there. Like even outside of the city, everything that dies comes back. Okay. As a zombie. Oh, that is brutal. Yeah. Um, so, so like yeah. looking kind of bad for the gate watch. Can I just put that out there? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we'll <laughs> talk about some of the cards that we've got yes. as our pre we've seen as our previews. Oh, so rough. Yeah. Anyways, that is pretty sad story time with Megan. <laughs> Had and a lot to catch you guys up on. Any uh, news on Nicobola's headache, by the way? No, you know, he hasn't appeared on the plane yet. Okay. So we'll have to wait. All right. Still waiting we'll for news on that egg. Yeah. Of devastation preview cards. That's right, everybody. There have been tons of previews that have come out, oh, including yeah. one that we got to preview. Yes. Um, if you would like to go watch that cat <laughs> sketch yet again. Oh, it's so good. Um, you can find it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash MTA cats. That's right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but there's also been just a buttload. Just a buttload of I previews. I was going to say buttload. I meant to say buttload. Really? And, and then you just happened. said buttload? I just said buttload. I was so happy that you said buttload. Uh, <laughs> it was a great moment in my life. Just a buttload. <laughs> um, yeah, so the set's going to be fully spoiled, I believe, like this Friday. Yes, by this so, weekend. Because next weekend is my favorite time of release is the pre-release. You get to play so much magic in a weekend. And this weekend is the pre-pre-release. That's right, which you can watch over on Loading Ready Runs Twitch channel. Yeah, it's super great. And uh, they've got a great crew of people coming up to Victoria to do it this time. Um, So make sure you check that out. Get some tips for your pre-release, which will be the next weekend. And I can't wait! Yeah. So number one card we got to talk about, Megan. Yeah. Nicol Bolas. Himself. God Pharaoh. Nicol Bolas, the God Pharaoh. Uh, Which, if you didn't see that name coming... How not? <laughs> Anyways, moving on. It is for blue, black, red. That's right. Good old, you know, his fallback Grixis, Grixis colors. Grixis Town. Yep. So we had speculated what this card would be like, mm-hmm. and one of them, I said his ultimate should be you win the game, which is just dumb. They're never going to put it on a card. But yeah. <laughs> but his ultimate, which is minus 12, he comes in, by the way, with seven loyalty, is minus 12. Each Exile each non-land permanent your opponent's control. So... So you win the game. You pretty much win the game. So basically, you win the game. And it kind of mirrors what he did when he came to Amonkhet, as we learned in story time. Yeah. <sighs> Brutal. Oof. His minus four ability is he deals seven damage to target opponent or creature and opponent controls. I like that it's just just okay. target opponent. Yeah. So your opponent just can't be at seven. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like if they're at seven, they're just they're uh, just dead. I when this play Nicol Bolas and I kill you. Yeah. This also <laughs> means that in 
like in the course of three turns, you could deal 14 to them. That's insane. Because it comes in with seven, you minus four it, yeah. then you plus one or plus two it, and you minus four it again. You're dead. Like, okay. The plus two is target opponent exiles cards from the top of his or her library until he or she exiles a non-land card. Until end of turn, you may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Yeah. Reasonable. <laughs> I'm just going to take your stuff and play with it. Yep. Like it's my toy. Yep. That's what Bola says. That's just, that's an absurd plus two. It, it actually is. That's just incredible. It doesn't matter what you get. No. Because <laughs> at the point, like, Bolus is a nine. Yeah. And then... <laughs> you can also plus one each opponent exiles two cards from his or her hand. Two cards. Two cards. At this point in the game, those are the last two cards they yep. have. Sure. If they even have two. If they even have two. Wow. Nickel Bolus. And if they don't, you can just get a card out of their library. Ah. Jeez. I don't know how you ever Jeez. beat this card, but maybe I you're not know. supposed to because... <laughs> yeah. That's the story. Yep. That's the story. Which, we've been talking about this. Amonkhet was the plane that it seems like that they made to be destroyed. Yeah. Yeah. We always wanted to see a, a plane. It was like, okay, fine. Do you want to see a plane completely, just completely trashed? Yes. Well, here we go. We built a plane just so we could trash it for you. Yeah. That's kind of what's It's happening. like a car that you get from the junkyard so people can beat it up with baseball bats. Have you done that? I wish. <laughs> it's like one of those places where you can go in and pay money to smash plates. Yeah, that's stuff. what I was thinking of. That's the same places that Still sometimes they have car. like a junkyard car. And you like beat it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Bolus, really just take, just, you know, taking, taking, taking names. names, taking names and destroying planes. Yep. Nickel Bolus, Nicky B. Bolus. My name's <laughs> Nicky B. I take names and destroy planes, baby. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, next we have the Locust God. So, Ooh, the three, you know, the gross. three gods that he that he hardcore corrupted and then put on the side of this, this necropolis. We have the Locust God, the Scarab God, and the Scorpion God. So, the Locust God, I am massively creeped out by. Yeah. It is disgusting. You are, you, you're, real, you're real grossed out by this guy. I don't know what it is about segmented bug bodies, but it really <laughs> bothers me. And it's When you say it like huge. that, I'm grossed out also. Ooh, can you imagine the sound of his locust wings? <laughs> and all his little babies. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Uh, it's a good card, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Four blue-red. Oh, I forgot that when the Locust God comes in, right? The Scorpion God kills Ronus. And the Locust God comes in and he releases, like, this massive locust that start eating the Hecma. Ew. So you're like... Mmm, Hecma. Mmm, yum. Water magic. He learned that the Hecma is Kefnet's water magic. Oh, okay. Anyways. <laughs> Moving on. Four blue-red. Yes. Legendary <laughs> creature God flying. Four, four, four. four. Uh, whenever you draw a card, create a one-one blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. Two blue red, draw a card, then discard a card. When the locust god dies, return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. So yeah, that's an ability all of these gods are gonna have. Locust, scarab, yes. and scorpion. Kinda can't be killed because they just come right bouncing right back to your hand. Yep. Um, yeah. The inevitability of these gods coming down to destroy you mm -hmm. in card form. They're immortalized. Yeah. They're just gonna, you know, you're just gonna. <sighs> <laughs> Megan's lost all hope now. <laughs> the locust gun. This they're card just gonna is. Wreck I mean, this card's crazy, right? You get uh, one, one blue and red insect tokens just basically kind of for free yeah. because you're just you're always going to be draw drawn cards because that's yeah. how the game works yeah <laughs> but that's how a game of uh, magic works if it say you even didn't have that it's on the card yeah so yeah, yeah. uh just epic just entirely epic just, mythic of just course crazy yeah. um and so all of these gods also we didn't mention are bolus's colors they're grixis gods oh i didn't know so that, that one's yeah. blue red then the scarab god is blue black Another disgusting. I creature. mean, this one's really gross. Scarabs are just gross. Ugh. Uh, Three uh. blue black. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent loses X life and you scry X, where X is the number of zombies you control. Okay. Two blue black. Exile target creature card from a graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of it, except it's a 4 4 black zombie. When it dies, of course, return it to your hand at the beginning of the next end step. It is a 5 5 for 5 mana. Mm -hmm. Plus all of those other abilities. Just craziness. Just good. 
And we'll see that good. zombies in this set, four fours, um, now have returned to being black as well. Yes. After Nichols return. And That's they're right. They're big. no longer serving the greater good. Mm-mm. The greater good. Name no. that movie. The greater good? Yeah. If somebody says that in it? Oh, it said a lot. Oh, I'm having some kind of memory trigger. Give me the a clue. Greater good. It's um, it's a circle of people who. It's a bunch of people who say it in the film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is a uh, uh, hot fuzz. Yep. <laughs> the greater yes. good. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love that movie. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Scarab God. Yep. Um, and then the Scorpion God, black, red, three black, red. Yeah, three black, red. Whenever a creature with a minus one, minus one counter on it dies, draw a card. Okay, sure. One black, red, put a minus one, minus one counter on another target creature. Same ability to return as the other gods. Six, five for five. Oof. Whoa. Why? <laughs> Why, magic? Why? Why? These cards are nut bones. Yeah, they are. The Scorpion God, if you watched the Hour of Devastation preview card show, you saw it almost not get previewed <laughs> in a giant mound of sand. <laughs> Thankfully, there was a Very shovel true. on it. <laughs> they got the job done. They got the they job done. They were going to get it. In the end. They were going to get that card. <laughs> I, I don't know if you watched it. I was laughing so hard. I was, tr- I was laughing so hard. I was almost crying because, oh, anyway, yeah. they got it out <laughs> in the end. <laughs> scorpion god arrived <laughs> so yeah those cards all absolutely insane um i don't know megan yeah they, they make me they make me actually kind of feel like um hopeless which i think is what you're supposed, what you're to, supposed feel. to feel you know what you're supposed to feel i also like that this is a different way of you're not just making more indestructible gods right um in this case they go away and then they just come right back and they bloop right back like nope so, is there any cards that uh, have just caught your eye that are, you know, maybe not the insane level of these gods that, well, that we've seen? Well, let's talk about the defeat of the Gatewatch. Oh, yeah. Uh, Gideon's defeat, Jace's defeat, Liliana, Chandra, and Nissa's defeat. Yeah, this is why we said it wasn't looking good for them, because no. these cards exist. These, exist. Yeah, because these cards are just like Bolas being like, <laughs> and like in all of these, you can see how massive his big dragon hands are in comparison, <laughs> right? Like Chandra's defeat is Chandra like on his hand. You're right. He's huge. He's huge. He's always been a giant dragon. Ooh. And this just like really brings home like how big is this dragon? So big. And his power <laughs> in the stories, his power is just absurd, right? He like destroys this entire plane essentially and rebuilds gods in like, you know, a couple, like next to no time. And it's like, oh, Gideon, you can make yourself indestructible. That's nice. <laughs> That's cute, Gideon. Oh, Chandra, you can make some fires. Adorable. Cute. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Uh, so yeah, all of these cards uh, deal with if you're playing their planeswalker card mm-hmm. or or other other spells of, of their this, color. Of their color. Um, so like Chandra's defeat, for instance, is a single red instant uh, deals five damage to target creature to target red creature or red planeswalker. If that permanent is a Chandra planeswalker, you may discard a card. If you do draw a card. <sighs> Well, so, yeah. I don't know. We don't know what's going to happen to him yet, but I got to say, looking pretty, yeah. pretty sketch.com. Uh, Maria, <laughs> do you have a favorite card that you've seen so far? Well, obviously, I love the card we previewed on our show, Pride Sovereign. Oh, um, yeah. I just want to take a moment to say, because we didn't really get a chance to talk about it. We just, we did a cool little sketch around it. But basically, it's a cat that births out more cats. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's a 2-2. Two, two. Uh, it gets plus one, plus one for each other cat you control. Mm-hmm. You can pay white and then tap and exert it. So it's a different kind of exert. Uh, create two one one white cat creature tokens with lifelink. So it's like bearing down kittens, uh, even though it's a dude on the card. So I don't understand. But um, yeah, I am really excited to see if we can make some cat deck shenanigans happen. Yeah. In standard, I think it's going to be a pretty tough order, but perhaps this card will be very good in a modern cat deck, which I don't mm-hmm. imagine to be tier one or anything like that, but I think it could be pretty good. We've got Regal Caracal. Uh, Craig Wesco made a pretty neat little article about making a green-white cat deck in modern, so I'm excited. I don't know. It would be super cool if, if we were able to play with that card in standard, but yet to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. So I bet you can imagine a card that I'm a huge fan of. Ah. <sighs> <sighs> 
Hour of Revelation, three white, white, white. Hour of Revelation costs three less to cast if there are ten or more non-land permanents on the battlefield. Destroy all non-land permanents. Why is this card? That's all I have to say. Why is this card? Goodbye, Gideon. Goodbye, Heart of Kieran. Yeah, that's true. I'll see you all never. <laughs> Suck it. There's so many board wipes in this set. There's this one. Yeah. And then there's Bantu's destroy everything. Is, is Bantu's destroy everything a real card? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Oh, there it is. is. There Bantu's it is. Last Reckoning. Yes. Bantu's destroy everything. One black, black, destroy all creatures, and then your lands don't on tap. Who cares? <laughs> Just for a turn. Everything's gone. Everything's, Everything's gone. It only gone. costs three. This kind of is the kind of card that enrages me as a creatures oh, player. It's beautiful. Just enraged. It's great. But Megan, I think like you're getting set up here. They're I putting mean, the I, ball on the tee and handing I you hope, a driver. I mean, I can only one can only hope that I can pick up a golf club <laughs> and be like, boom. <laughs> here it it's comes. Like, I'm describing accurately how golf works, right? Yeah, that's exactly oh, it. Okay, good. It goes boom. boom. It goes boom. <laughs> Just making sure. Uh, there's a great card that uh, is it's a multicolored card. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. a, a, besides being adorable, has a great name. The River Hoopoo. <laughs> is how you say it. The Hoopoo. Is it the Hoopoo or is it the Hoopo? Hoopoo. 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 River Hoopoo. By a river of blood. After the, after the noise that it makes. Hoopoo. Hoopoo. This is a real bird, by the way. I, I learned. I believe you. But, of um, it is. I don't know what it sounds like. I, we should go look it up. <laughs> we should. All right, tell the good people what it does. Okay, um, the river hoopoo is uh, green blue for a 1-3 flying. Uh, for three green blue, you gain two life and draw a card. What a card. What a card, so Maria. Good. I like it. Do you have the sound of a hoopoo for yeah, us? Yeah, I do. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, hold on. There's an ad. Oh, uh, what what garbage? Oh wait, those are what pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Please don't use an ad blocker. Hey everybody, <laughs> we understand if you use an ad blocker, but if you ever watch stuff on our YouTube channel, please consider turning off your ad blocker while you're on our YouTube page. It, it does kind of sound like it. There you have it. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> this card is in, is just like so good. I love it. It I reminds it. me of uh, the what the Simic bird that was a um Ice Feather Even? Ice Feather Even, that's it. Yeah. 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 Nice. I made a little jerk a joke about farm to market on our Twitter account. <laughs> Which is a split aftermath card in this set because I just really, <laughs> I guess it makes a little bit of sense when you think about it. Two and a white, destroy attacking or blocking creature, which is farm. Yeah, well, yeah, like you're like farming bodies the way that Nicole Bolas was farming humans. But this is the part that really confuses me. Mark it. Two and a blue, draw two cards, then discard two cards. Um, yeah, you're like buying things and paying for them. But my question is, why are markets still operating after Nicole Bolas? Returns. That's a good question. <laughs> There's like a lot of stuff where I'm just like, really? Like the river hoopoo? And I'm just like, how is this bird still around? Hi, I made it. There's a river of blood. Hello, hoopoo. It is like, look at it. You can see it sitting by that river of blood. It is. It's like gross. Like Razaketh just like digs his claws into his own arm and just like gouges his oh, own arm. Sick. And his blood falls into the river and then the whole river turns to blood. Do you know what a car people are talking about that what? I actually think is kind of creepy is hollow one. Uh, okay, tell me about it. So it's a five mana, four, four, artifact creature golem, and it's kind of one of those old sarcophaguses that they would yeah. trap the dissenters in. Yeah. But here's the deal. It gets uh, two le It has two less to cast for every card that you have uh, discarded. Or this cycled turn. this turn. Yeah. And it's cycling itself for two. So, cost reduction, uh, colorless spell. It's a dangerous territory. Um, yeah. If you're playing something like Cathartic Reunion, for example, you can play it on turn three. Or if you're playing a new perspective combo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this card could turn out to be a thing. It is a rare. I just thought it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The art is kind of really creepy because that sarcophagus doesn't even have any hands anymore, but it's coming for you. No. Well, the ones in the, the ones in the story didn't have hands. Oh yeah. Cause their hands stuck out. You put your hands in them. That yeah. was like, that's messed up. Uh, we yeah, also know what God up. Pharaoh's gift is. 
Oh, yeah, that's right, because there's one where you can search for this. Yes. What is God Pharaoh's gift, Maria? All right, so... Tell us about it! Long-awaited God Pharaoh's gift, seven-mana yes. artifact. Oof. Well, it's rare. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you may exile a creature card, uh, then... From your graveyard. From your graveyard. If you do, create a token that's a copy of that creature, except it's a 4-4 black zombie, gains haste until end of turn, and guess what? You just get to keep it forever. Yeah, it just stays. It's not like, and then at the end of your turn, exile it. It's like, no, it's a 4-4 zombie. With haste. The end. Yeah, and we've got new mechanics. Uh, 4-4 zombies kind of is the name of the game, like with Eternalize, which we're going to have Judge Rob on next week. To give us the the lowdown on all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you feel prepared for your pre-release. That's right. Um, We also have Afflict. Yeah, Afflict. Bane of control players. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Afflict is kind of a cool mechanic. Yeah. Very flavorful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Exert is coming back, obviously, except we're seeing it in other contexts. Like, essentially, quote-unquote, exerted lands. Where these lands don't untap. Or creatures um, that you can exert... In to other do ways. other things, yeah, it's not just attacking. Right. Which is pretty cool, I think. And deserts matter more in this set. Yeah, that's right. We have deserts. There are more deserts, which I also love if you look at the deserts. Um, there, you remember the, uh, like, Oketra's monument? Yeah. These are the worn, the deserts are oh, the worn monuments. Oh, look at that. You're right. Of those gods. Isn't that pretty sweet? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that we're making deserts more important this time around. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff there. And of course, invocations spoiled yeah. as well. So if somebody plays, you know, like a card against you, like a uh, Blood Moon. <laughs> yep. You know, like, oh. too, too bad in a uh, limited, but no, who cares? Uh, but <laughs> it could happen. It Let's could. just say it could happen. Yeah. Uh, in Cleveland, by the way, speaking of invocations preview, Reed Duke had drafted a uh, your favorite card, Cryptic Command. What? <laughs> so in the team draft, Reed Duke had Cryptic Command. Oh, sick. Yeah. And here's the thing. Jealous. He didn't cast it. Jealous. And chat oh. was going, they're losing their minds because we knew he had it in his hand. But the thing was, he just had better things to do. So he like was drawing cards with hieroglyphic illumination. He essence scattered something, and everyone's like, "No, just play your cryptic command." Oh, uh, how can you have better things? <laughs> I don't know. What the? I don't know. There's nothing better to do than cryptic command unless it's Sphinx's revelation. <laughs> It was brutal. It was like painful sitting there and being like, okay. I guess a game, you know it. a game is going really well when you, you, don't, when you need don't need to cast your cryptic command. You're just like, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, can just, I can just keep doing other stuff besides casting this card. There is another fantastic Duke moment that I'll tell you about when we get to that segment that is quite hilarious. But but yeah. <laughs> Invocations return in this set and some pretty cool ones spelled like Damnation. Mm-hmm. Um that kind of thing. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll go over more of these next week with our friend Judge Rob, and uh, get you ready for that pre-reaction. Pre-reaction. Yeah. Did you know what that like took me a moment? I was like thinking through. I was like, she's saying pre-release action. Yeah. But it sounds like she's saying the pre-reaction. Like you're gonna react to something, but this is before. <laughs> Vintage Cube. That's right, everybody. A cube is on Magic Online, and it is the sick Vintage Cube. Yeah, this is a cube you don't want to mess with. Oh, it's amazing. Or maybe you do, and you want to do some really messed up, broken stuff. Uh, I've drafted so many signets. That's the most. Oh, yeah. That's the most of what I've been doing. Um, but let's see. So, so far, Maria, I have hardcast an Emrakul. Whoa. Yes. Using signets and stuff? Yeah, just with a lot of ramp. All right, sweet. Uh, I had, like, Grim Monolith and then, like, other things that tap for a million mana. Yeah. And I only got to hard cast that Emrakul once, but, man, was it a joy. That sounds great. I've never hard cast an Emrakul. It was beautiful. You you did something. What did you say you did on turn three? On turn three. So this was my second deck was like just so busted. I had like I had a black lotus and I had a soul ring. What? I drafted both of those things. And then I had like three other signets and a Raul Zarek and I had like upheaval. Cool. Um and like so I was like losing to this green ramp deck, and then I just upheavaled everything. Because most they only had a couple of lands and 
lands at all and they had like mostly just developed like all of these mana dorks yeah and then i got to go so i like upheavaled and then i played my land for turn and then cast a soul ring and then off that soul ring cast a signet oh, yes. i had multiple turn like turn ones like that yes with this deck it was amazing but the game in question specifically i also had a raw zarek in this deck mm -hmm. so i went this is a game where i went turn one like island soul ring signet <laughs> And then the next uh, turn two, I played Rawls Eric. And yeah. Rawls Eric's plus one is you untap a target permanent and tap another target permanent. Yeah. And so on my next turn, and I'd only played Islands specifically so that my Sundering Titan would only hit one of my lands. And meanwhile, <laughs> hit at least two of my yeah. opponents. And so then on my next turn, I like, I tapped my three lands, my Soul Ring, and my Signet, and then used Rawls Eric to untap Soul Ring and cast Sundering Titan. Oh my gosh. That it was so beautiful. Amazing. And then my opponent scooped on the spot. Oh yeah. Scoop like, yeah, I'm, gonna, like, I'm about to destroy two of your lands. <laughs> so rude. And I have this giant creature in play. Uh, yeah. And if you kill this giant creature, then I kill more of your lands. It Vintage Cube is it was so, good. so crazy. If you haven't had a chance to go draft it on Magic Online, I suggest you give it a try because it's so much fun. It's very fun, and you get it's to play with like fun. a lot of people. Are like, oh, do I get to play with like Black Lotus and stuff? You know, people who have been out yeah. of the game for a while. And I'm like, well, no, not really. But sometimes you do. Sometimes you do. I also see that in that same deck. I cast like multiple early Frost Titans. Oh, like yeah. Frost Titan is great. I'm trying to think of like what other. I had upheaval, like I said, I love I love upheaval. It's so good. Because you just like develop all the signet mana. And then and then you whoosh. just like bounce everything. And then you just play a bunch of signets on that same turn and then your <laughs> opponent has nothing in. Oh, it's amazing. If you want some tips on cube drafting, uh, you can go over to our YouTube channel. Of course, we've got Cube April there with her tips on drafting various cubes. And then you can watch her on her sister channel, um, youtube.com slash MTA plays to watch her play out some of these decks, too. A lot of people were tweeting at her asking if she had tips. Well, that's where you find Guess them. Guess what? She does have tips. She's got so she many has tips. so many tips. Lots of tips. It's like a waitress on a good day. <laughs> It's it's like it's like frosted tips in the nineties. <laughs> oh man. Do you ever miss frosted tips? No. Not for a second. GP recap. Alright, this is gonna be a bit of a blast from the past. That's right, because what's in the past? Things that already happened. Things that have blasted. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the space program. Yeah, things. Projects. Yeah. I wish I wish we were going to Mars, you know. Like Yeah, me too. I mean, okay, here's the question. Do you think that we'll go to Mars in our lifetime? Humans? People, yeah, do you think people will go to Mars in our lifetime? That's a good question, actually. Um, I'm gonna say yes. Just I'm very hopeful. Yeah. Um a lot of things need to go a little differently for that to happen. Yes. But Yes. Like my wonder is like, will things will we be so focused on Getting the world to not fall apart. Yeah. That, like, we won't have time. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Who has time, I don't know. for, Who has Mars, time for Mars? Earth is pretty effed, so we need to pay attention to that for a while. Would first. you go on the trip that's like 10 years? You in this little pod. It takes like 10 years, I think, to get to Mars from okay. here. You and some people. I don't know how many it is. And you are going to go to Mars, and that's like permanent. And that's you're going to colonize yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you on that trip? <sighs> It's like a tough decision because you get the chance to be a pioneer. You're the first person to ever do that. You're starting a new civilization. However, you're like leaving behind literally everything other than yourself and probably like a Kindle that allows you to bring some books along. <laughs> I'm just assuming that the space program is going to allow you to do that. I don't know. You're never going to have an egg again, probably, unless they pack a chicken. You're never going to eat. A steak that's just not gonna happen period um you probably won't ever get another massage unless they pack a massage therapist <laughs> hey can somebody unpack the massage therapist <laughs> which if they're being smart they would really bring one along yeah they really would anyway this is all hypothetical uh <laughs> that's true man that's like a lot of there's a lot of really good stuff that you would miss out on yeah there is there is. However, you get to be the first Martian. You would be remembered for as long as there are people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All 
right, you ruminate, you ruminate on that. Yeah, I'll think about it. Through the rest of the episode. Yeah. Because we're talking about Vegas and Cleveland. So GP Vegas was enormous. We had three different tournaments. It was crazy town. Yeah. Legacy, yeah. limited, modern. Holy cow. A lot of stuff went down. Maria, you played modern. I did. I played Boggles, which we had much, there was much consternation in National yes. Teeth coming up to that conclusion. <laughs> But in the end, it turned out to be a totally fine choice, yeah. as it usually is. Um, yeah. The Bogs went to Bogtown, ended 10 and 5, uh, which means I get another pro point. So now I've got two whole pro points. Oh, yeah. And I was very happy to make day two. So that was fantastic. Um, the thing that was interesting for me was that I went in expecting to play against a lot of Death Shadow because that is notably the quote-unquote best deck in the format right now. Yeah. Um, what happened is I did play a little bit of it, but I did not play it the majority of the time. Yeah. I mainly played against Affinity yeah. and Tron. Yeah. So Affinity is a pretty good matchup for Boggles generally um, because they're trying to attack your life total. And one thing the Boggles deck does very well is gain life. Um and also, they can't kill your stuff, at least not before sideboarding. You have absolutely no worries about attaching, loading up your boggles and just smashing face because yeah. there's nothing they can do. Also, you have very good sideboard options. You have three Stony Silence or maybe even four if you're crazy. So, um, yeah, my affinity matchups were fantastic. I only lost to it once all weekend, and I played it several, several times. Tron, however, is a very bad matchup for boggles because they main deck this card, which is my new arch enemy, and that is Chalice of the Void. Chalice, yeah. if you're listening to me, get wrecked because you're a jerk first of all because my deck literally cannot win if you chalice me <laughs> early on in the game which is yeah. what happened in two of the matches um chalice on one on turn two uh happened to me four times which is just pretty devastating however it made me think megan that what i'm gonna do is put Kosali pride mage in my board yeah, and be ready that. to just smash up these um chalices if i yeah. can anyway wreck so, that was my takeaway from that weekend. It was super fun. Had yeah. just a great time playing that deck and playing Modern. Um, there's going to be a Modern coming up in, what is it, Oklahoma City or something like that? That's in like December. <laughs> but I'm already thinking about it, Megan. Oh. Because I want to do it again. You should go. I want to run it back. You should go. Aren't you going? I'm working. Oh, you're working it? Yeah. Oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've just figured everything well, out. <laughs> that's that. <laughs> So that was that was pretty cool. Did you see any like crazy shenanigans over in uh, Legacy or Limited? You were doing some write-ups. Legacy is just just nuts. Yeah, it is. As a format, yeah. holy shit. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything. Basically, literally freaking anything. Do you know what? So I was um, when I was doing the day one undefeated profiles for uh, for Legacy. Yeah, it was super interesting because one of the guys who was. Um, who was Nino is a pro from Canada, um, Sam Tharmaratnam. And um, he was like, this is my first time really playing Legacy. Whoa. Uh, and he was like in this, you know, in this little interview thing, he was like, the, one of the most important things is uh, like, it's so strange to me. Legacy is doesn't feel like it's about card advantage. It's about tempo advantage. Interesting. Yeah. So I thought that that was super fascinating. Um, I think that my favorite deck is probably Lands. So all it does is do shenanigans with Lance. Lance! And then make a 2020 Merit Lage Merit token. Merit Lage! Coming at you! Uh, with some with some thespian stage shenanigans. Oh, it's yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. yeah that's a, so that's that a was, funny deck. That was massively entertaining. That's probably my favorite. But there's lots of, like, Grixis Delver. Yeah. And Grixis Delver. <laughs> and Sultai Delver. And other Delver decks. So many Delvers. Yeah. How many secrets are left for this Delver to go find? So, anyways, it was pretty interesting. Like, it's a it's a crazy format, and I don't, you know, we, I don't know what yeah. I would do. I don't know a lot about it, so it's something, you know, it's one of those areas of growth that we still have yet, like, yeah. to, like, expand, potentially. Yeah. Into one day. these legacy formats. One day. Yeah. Yeah. Any other Vegas news other than the fact there was 115 goddamn degrees? <laughs> you know? No. <laughs> so Cleveland uh, was That's another right. thing that happened last weekend. Team Limited. Um, yeah. Peach Garden Oath took down the whole thing, which... <laughs> Everyone's shocked. <laughs> well, color me surprised. <laughs> if you had said, which team do you think is going to win this GP? Do you think there's a Crayola color called surprised? <laughs> <laughs> what color would it be? I don't even know. Uh, I, would think I bet you this is how it works. Is it's wrapped in one color, but it's actually it's another. another color. Yeah. Or when you color a little bit and then the other color comes yes, out. Yes, exactly. 
Oh, that's awesome. Crayola, if you're Anyways. listening, I know somebody from Crayola is listening to this podcast right yes. now. Take it to the top. Do you know what? It probably exists. Or we can go to the, the Crayola, make like it. make a Crayola in, in Mall of America. Just make color me surprised. I've never made a cr- crayon in the Crayola in the Mall of America. Can God, you really do it? Yeah, it's like it's like pretty new. <gasps> Could I make one called Birthday Party and it's one solid color but with flecks of other colors in it? I'm sure. Oh I'm my sure. gosh, I'm so excited. Megan's looking it up. This is going to happen. Okay, so what happened? Peach Garden Oath won the whole thing. Ask anybody. If they're like, which team's going to win? You'd probably say Peach Garden Oath. I mean, these guys are really good at the game. They've been putting up top finishes all the time in team events, and they just took this thing down. Um, so congrats to them, and uh, we saw a lot of really good teams, teams with ladies um, left and right doing really well. Uh, team Lady team finished 10th um, with our good friend Jamie, who's a streamer, so that was really awesome to see. And uh, the moment I was talking about earlier with Reed Duke that was kind of funny was that he had sideboarded in a fog. Um, yes. And Haze of, wait, no, Haze not of Haze of Pollen. Yep. No. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's right. He's a pollen, and he and his opponent had attacked him. He was at one, uh-huh. attacked him with just a fan bearer because that's all they had. Yeah, and this game had been insane back and forth, and we're all like, "Reed's at one, okay, here comes a fan bearer for one damage, like good game, buddy." And Reed's like, "Fog," <laughs> and won the next turn. Yeah, it's pretty great. It was so good. Pretty great. We also saw somebody win with approach of the second sun. Uh, nice, <laughs> which was very entertaining. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, we also saw team drafting, which is not something we get to watch a lot in coverage, and we've been watching it a little bit more because of the Team Draft Super League, and it was neat to kind of see how those team drafts came together in the top four on day two. But yeah, man, I love watching team events. Team Gnarled Pack. <laughs> Athena gave me some gruff in the chat. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> for breaking up the have. pack. Breaking up the pack. <laughs> oh, man. The Gnarled Pack. Gnarled Pack. The Gnarled Pack. We have a theme song. It was a magic pack. The Gnarled Pack. (laughs) They ate fruit snacks. snacks. (laughs) Gnarled Pack. This is a great tune. So anyway, of course, you can check out highlights, twitch.tv slash magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and look up that kind of those kind of crazy shenanigans from the weekend. That's right. And now we're looking forward to uh, Kyoto, where we're going to have the Pro Tour coming up, as well as GP Kyoto. Yes. So the GP is going to be on the 22nd, that weekend, and the Pro Tour, Hour of Devastation, is the weekend of the 29th. Mark your calendars for that magic that'll be coming your way through the Telador into your brain socket. Wait, why does the socket have a door? (laughs) You know, like, can you imagine a little plug-in on the wall, but to get to plug something in, you have to, like, open the little door and then plug it in? <laughs> That's what it's like. Okay. <laughs> like in rich people's houses. I won't buy it, but... They're like, oh, it's so gauche to have your sockets goodness. open. Can you imagine Ooh. someone walking into your home and just being able to look directly at a socket? Oh, it's rude. It's oh. downright rude. Disgusting. Disgusting. No, I adore all my sockets. If, of course. And if you if you don't, I simply won't be seen in your house. Simply won't. I have a lock no, on my door. No, There's no, a no, tiny no, key no, no, no. that only the hand of a small mouse may turn. That's right. I've also trained mice to attend my sockets. Mice butler. Socket butler mice. mice. Socket mice. <laughs> Mic drop. That's the end of the show. Hey, motherfuckers. <laughs> Whoa. Things just got no, real. I was trying to do, do this whole show without swearing. We like, swore we three the, times. Yeah, I know. We really went off the rails We're sorry. We're sorry if there's children involved. I don't know. Parents, good job. You know when to pull out the earmuffs. I hope you marked the, the note. You made notations. That's right. When to muff the kids. <laughs> Honey, did you muff the kids? <laughs> and if not, well, they're going to learn one day. Might That's as be, right. well be when they're That's five right. years old. Tell them, remember, kids, swearing is only for people on the pseudo radio. That's right. Because <laughs> they can't do it on the real radio. That's right. That's sure enough. I had a big potty mouth when I was a child. I didn't. I was bad to the yeah. bone. <laughs> I hung out with high schoolers, so that's probably why. <laughs> oh, you're so cool. <laughs> was I? Or was my you nickname birth with, control? <laughs> you hung out with high schoolers. 
I was a terror. I was a terror that taught them all to practice safe sex until marriage. That's what I was. Watch out. You don't want to end up with one of these. Yeah, she really did it. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, of course, head over to patreon.com slash mtacast to join our lovely swear-free family. <laughs> the less than 1% club. The best than 1% club gets you access to a whole bunch of sweet thank you gifts, our Discord channel, and a Facebook group if you ask to join. Uh, and of course, cardkingdom.com slash mtacast is the link to use if you want to buy anything magic-related from uh, some of the best people in the game. If you're already picking out some of these sweet singles that you're going to put into some oh, upcoming yeah. standard or modern mm-hmm. or EDH decks, that's the place to go to get them. I'm already thinking about that cat deck. Yeah. For real. Cat All right. deck. Till next week. Cat, 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 cat deck. <laughs> 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 <laughs>